Welcome to The Lead, a podcast about how to get ahead in the news industry from the people who did. I'm your host, Jacqueline Ganon. Today, I have two guests on the show. I'm talking with Savannah Sicarella and Tyler Wilkins, who are both reporters at the Atlanta Business Chronicle, and they're also both University of Georgia alums. Savannah covers commercial real estate, and Tyler covers development in Atlanta, especially around the Beltline. Today, we're talking about what it's like to be a younger journalist working in what sometimes seems to be a precarious field, and why two people without any background in business decided to cover just that. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is produced by the Cox Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management, and Leadership at the University of Georgia's Grady College. Now, here's the lead. Hey, Savannah and Tyler, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. So the first question I kind of want to ask you guys about your beats. So Savannah, you cover commercial real estate with a focus on the office sector and restaurants. Um, And Tyler, you cover the Atlanta Beltline, urban policy and development. So can you both explain the type of stories that you're covering on those beats? Sure. So I have a fairly wide ranging beat. Um, So pretty much everything I cover pertains to how the city's growing and the ways in which that growth is being accommodated. So, you know, Atlanta Beltline, um, you know, prime example of that, you know, it's planned to be this trail network with transit running alongside it. And, you know, through that, it's been a catalyst for economic development. And with that, it also raises questions about why are people deciding to want to work here? You know, why are people living around it? You know, how is it changing the way we're thinking about Atlanta? But also to questions of affordability, you know, how can you know, affordable housing be created around it. So pretty much everything that touches on how people live, work, and experience Atlanta. Yeah, so I cover commercial real estate with a focus on the office sector. So in my position, the real estate cycle dictates what I'm covering. So um, when I first joined the Chronicle, we were at the top, so the peak of the real estate cycle. So it was a lot of exciting news, corporate expansions to the city, uh, large tech companies gobbling up thousands upon thousands of square feet of space. And as a way to curb inflation, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates to like a 40-year high. So that essentially put the brakes on any and all real estate investment, especially from the office sector, which is still reeling from like post-pandemic office mandates. So uh, we are now uh, edging towards, we are in a down cycle. Have we hit the bottom? I don't know. So it's not a lot of great stuff happening in the property sector and the office sector specifically and commercial real estate as a whole, but that's been a big through line that I've been covering. Yeah, it sounds like they're both very much focused on like growth and change and how it affects not just businesses, but people who live in Atlanta and, and work in those businesses, which is really cool. So is there ever overlap between y'all's beats? And if so, like, what do those stories, what does that collaboration look like? All the time. Yeah. Um, I think every story in Atlanta um, can be a real estate story, and every story in Atlanta can be a transportation story. And so a lot of time, if I'm covering an office building in Buckhead, there's always the transportation aspect of, um, is it near a MARTA station or is the company that's moving to this building choosing to move here because it's in an area where you can easily walk to restaurants or is it near a Beltline spur? Or if there's an office building that's being built on the Beltline, there's that conversation too. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we definitely work as a team um, in the sense that you know, let's say there's a story developing and we're trying to, you know, get more information about it. 
you know, she has a source network of her own and I have my own. I mean, there's overlap, obviously, but, you know, she can, you know, call people who she's close to who might, you know, be able to provide more information and then I can do the same and, you know, hopefully divide and conquer in a way. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely do that on a few pieces. Nice. I like that collaboration. So yeah, you're both pretty recent graduates from the University of Georgia, um, and a lot of our listeners go to college, whether that's UGA or a different college, they're aspiring journalists. So can you talk about what experiences you did in college that kind of developed your journalistic skills? It doesn't have to be straight journalism, but maybe develop skills that you still use in your job today. I mean, for me, it's definitely just developing those soft skills, and I picked up a lot of that from, you know, going out in the field, finding stories, interviewing sources that... Um, smaller publications. So, you know, you're going to get a lot of experience working at a small town newspaper that you wouldn't necessarily at a bigger place because there aren't as many people. You're given more opportunities to do things that you might not otherwise. So, for example, going to a city council meeting, you know, learning what that process is like and figuring out how to make sources comfortable when you're talking to them. Those small things that you don't necessarily think about that make your job a lot easier once you nail them. I think definitely those internship experiences and, you know, reporting assignments during college helped me a lot. I had no fun in college, like quite <laughs> literally, um, because I was interning uh, <laughs> all the time or working at the Red and Black. I truly, if anyone, if you, if you take anything away from what I say now, it's like, go out tonight. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> enjoy your, you're young, enjoy it. I loved interning. I loved, I, I worked at the Red and Black, so that's uh, the college newspaper here. I worked at WUGA, which is the NPR affiliate. I worked at NPR. I, I worked as a social media manager. I did everything. With that being said, the diversity of the experiences that I was able to get from all of these different types of internships really helped me because, again, I worked in radio. I worked in print. I did digital first. I did photography. I did social media. I kind of tried out all of these levers before deciding that I want to get a full-time job doing like digital journalism. So um, I can kind of – I'm a jack-of-all-trades. I can kind of do anything. Yeah, I kind of relate to that. I think I, I tried to get more of a balance as time went on, but I also was very involved in the Red and Black, and that experience was exactly what you said, Tyler, of like just the repetition of doing those stories over and over again, especially when you're new and especially covering the basics. It really builds up that foundation of skills. Um, and I'm also grateful for my internship and student media experience, but definitely working more towards getting a little bit more of a work-life balance. Um, which I'm sure y'all are familiar with, working full-time jobs now. Mm -hmm. um, so Tyler, after college, after you graduated, you worked for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution as a hyper-local news reporter. So I'm kind of curious about that. What did that beat look like, and where were you reporting? Sure. So a lot of the you know, basic reporting that you would do for, let's say, a small you know, daily almost, but obviously for a bigger audience. Um, so I was covering you know, government meetings, um, speaking to business owners, um, residents all across Gwinnett County. Um, for context, Gwinnett is large suburban county right outside of Atlanta, um, and it's you know has a lot of influence both regionally and nationally, just given how big it is. And you know that's really how I discovered just how interesting it is to cover development. You know the county is growing by a lot, and just seeing you know what it takes to be able to accomplish that in these communities, and how I guess the tension between current residents and you know, who are seeing their communities change at a rapid pace. Um, it just fascinated me. Yeah, I like that 
what you said about like a small town reporting feel for a bigger audience because those local newspapers obviously are disappearing at a very sad rate, which is another conversation entirely, but I think people kind of miss that community-focused journalism, but it's also great that it gets to more people with the reach of a publication like the AJC. Right. And Savannah, as you mentioned, you worked at the Red and Black in college, um, and something I thought was interesting was I remember working with you, and you were doing kind of both news and culture. You were doing both, like, newsy reporting, investigative pieces that have won awards, um, but then also culture writing about like food and business. And so now you work at a business publication. How do you find yourself kind of weaving those different kinds of storytelling in your current role? Yeah, I think it's important for any type of reporter, if you're reviewing music or if you're writing about restaurants um, or if you're covering government, like I think it's important to get the foundation to really build up the muscle of reporting. I, I I find that it's often like a conversation that I have with my editors where I'm like, please let me use more interesting language. Like I think the nature of business journalism is very straightforward and there's kind of no room for flair because if I want to read about a building transaction, like it should not have any adjectives in it. But I think it is okay to make um, certain types of story more interesting and really use storytelling aspects for stories that aren't so cut and dry. So I think uh, maybe 80% of my leads are chopped off and like, like go straight to the nut graph, but it's not without trying. Yeah, that actually, I wanted to ask about that because I think that business journalism is very intimidating to young reporters. It feels like you can't really know how to tell a business story unless like you majored in econ or finance. Um, but to my knowledge, neither of y'all majored in econ or finance. So did you ever have those thoughts about being a little bit intimidated by business journalism and kind of what gave you the courage to go for it? And how do you feel about it now? I remember the opening when I was in college, there was an opening for my current beat at the Chronicle. And I remember seeing the job opening and being like, yeah, I'm glad that's not me because I had no idea what that entailed. And it just, it felt so impenetrable from the outside. And here we are now. Econ was also my worst subject in college and in high school. Me too. Yes. <laughs> There's hope. The only time, this doesn't really matter, but the only time I didn't get an A in a class was in econ. So I will carry that to the grave. But every day of my life, I get an MBA. So it really felt intimidating at first to cover business. My parents don't do anything in the business world, like truly coming from a bubble um, of not really paying attention to the financial markets, barely having a grasp of what a mortgage is for a house, let alone an office building. But just like with covering any beat, your first six months, you're going to make a lot of mistakes and you're going to have to read and talk to as many people as possible, researchers uh, in, in my beat, brokers, landlords, everyone in your industry you can get in front of you talk to them about, I'm trying to learn as much as I can about what's going on. Um, don't tell them you don't know anything, but just listening to people and learning how to speak their language, you will learn very quickly if you throw yourself in the deep end like you're learning how to swim. Yeah, I mean, my experience was pretty similar. I grew up thinking I wanted to cover Congress, you know, go to the White House, and, you know, politics really interested me and never really thought about going into business journalism. Yeah, I mean, it sounded boring. I think <laughs> most young journalists it would. Um, but I took a chance. I enjoyed covering some of those elements at the AJC. And when this opportunity opened at the Business Chronicle, you know, I basically went into it being like, all right, I don't know how any of this works. 
And I think just having that attitude with sources, with my editors, you know, over time you pick up that knowledge that you think you're missing just by doing the reporting. Like Savannah said, you're going to make mistakes, but, you know, it can be incredibly rewarding to cover business in the sense that businesses can influence the growth of a community in the same way that government can. You know, obviously it's important to have that accountability um, component when reporting on politics, but same thing with business. So it can definitely be fulfilling and rewarding. Exactly that point. There is no one issue that impacts people more than money. Like anyone you ask, they're going to complain or say something about money. There's always going to be a money angle. There's always going to be a business angle in anything you cover. Yeah, I I really liked what both y'all mentioned about kind of being thrown in the deep end a little. I think whenever you learn a new skill or a new beat, that's how I felt when I showed up at the Red and Black. I had no experience and I was like, hey guys, please teach me how to do everything. Um, but it really, it takes like a courage to be, to be humble enough to be a little bit unknowledgeable at the beginning of any learning experience. And I think that it's great that both of y'all have found kind of a fulfilling job in business journalism when it, it is originally so intimidating. Kind of as an early career journalist, a lot of our listeners are early career or they're about to be. And I think there's a lot of anxiety about like the job search and what it's like to be a young reporter in a newsroom, especially like maybe a bigger legacy newsroom. So this is a pretty broad question. So feel free to answer it in any facet that you like. But what is it like to be in your early 20s working in journalism? It's scary because... Uh, every day you're seeing news about layoffs at The Messenger or layoffs at TechCrunch or layoffs at the LA Times. And so I didn't know, I, I don't know if it was talked about as much or if it was as prevalent or if I was just living in this like bubble boy like suit and just like walking around everywhere not really understanding my surroundings. But when I was going through journalism school, I didn't really understand that the industry is dwindling and that newsrooms were shutting down, that wasn't really talked about. And so it's a miracle that I was able to come out of college and get a job that I love in the city that I wanted to work in. And so with that being said, I feel, I I love where I work and feel very safe in, in our position, especially being in a, I think a trade publication is very different than like a newspaper or a radio station. So it's scary, but there's hope out there for sure. And at the very least, the skills that you have as a reporter can be transferable to any job. Yeah. I mean, it can definitely be scary. Um, I think it's important to understand that you may have to pivot in your career at some point, not necessarily out of journalism, but maybe trying a different role that maybe you wouldn't have thought about doing. But I feel like it's more important than ever that we have journalists out there. I mean, we're so chronically online, all of us. And there's so much misinformation just, you know, floating around and we need people who can put together what the facts are and um, help people understand, you know, the communities around them and, you know, help them make decisions. That's a great point. Um, as someone who's still in journalism school, that's something we talk about a lot is the kind of disinformation, misinformation part of it. And that's also a great point, I think, about the security of a trade publication and business journalism. And like I mentioned earlier, Money is not going away. The fact that money impacts everybody all the time is not going to change. So I think that's really a great option to have those kind of skills in covering business journalism. And 
Along similar lines, if there's any advice you haven't already mentioned, what would you like to tell aspiring journalists? Being a better reader makes you a better writer. Um, I think you should be reading, whether that's nonfiction or fiction, whether that's books or newspapers or just anything. Reading more allows you to understand what you like and you don't like in writing, and it helps you sift through the imperfections in your own writing. To get to know more people, and that applies to both. When you're a student, you know, make sure you're, you know, just reach out to that journalist whose work you really like, you know, ask them, hey, do you have like 10 minutes to talk on Zoom? You know, more than likely they're gonna wanna talk to you. Um, and then once you have that first job reporting, as soon as you figure out what your beat is, I would make it a point to build out that source network as quick as possible. Because, you know, let's say you're covering local government, you know, go ahead and meet with the mayor and um, city council members just so you have them when you need to talk to them about something that maybe they don't want reported. You know, it helps with not burning bridges and also leads to so many story ideas just having that network built out. I love both of those pieces of advice, kind of that don't reach out to people only when you need something. I think mm. that's really important because it takes so much effort to remember and like check in with people and reach out to people. But I think that's really, really important. Well, thank you all so much for joining me. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for this having us. Thank you again to Savannah and Tyler for joining me on this episode. And thank you for tuning into The Lead. I'm your host, Jacqueline Ganun. Our executive producer, Charlotte Barnum, and this show is supported by the Cox Institute. To keep up with The Lead and hear more from media leaders, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to follow us on X, formerly Twitter. We're at The Lead Podcast. See you next time.